Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, and we welcome you from the WCWUS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 280 of the WCWUS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWUS Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once again, this is Mr. WCWUS chat here on the line here with you of course coming at you from the hq here tonight as we get ready to bring you of course some little wrestling news i mean not wrestling pop culture news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com also of course ladies and gentlemen we'll be bringing you some pop culture history and birthdays here of course tonight as well as of course we'll get to get you prepped for tonight's edition of revolution we will of course bring you we will of course bring you of course some news tidbits also courtesy of 411 mania here this evening if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here of course here this evening please feel free of course to give us a call the phone number as always 1605-562-0444 caller id 141387 pound and press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to report here to you here this evening before we get to course pop culture stories off of 411 mania let us now of course go to our friends at cnn courtesy of our amazon echo dot with some with five of course quick headlines of course coming in from around the world and in order to do that let's of course say the following thing alexa current news hey chad here's your news from cnn this is a cnn breaking news alert for wednesday november at 4.40 p.m. Eastern Time. The House of Representatives voted Wednesday to approve a resolution that censures Congressman Paul Gosar and strips him of his two committee assignments. It's the first time a sitting House member has been censured in more than 10 years. The action, led by House Democrats, represents a major rebuke to the Arizona Republican for posting a photoshopped anime video to social media showing him appearing to kill Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and attacking President Joe Biden. For more CNN audio news, CNN CNN audio, CNN.com, or the CNN app. CNN Five Things is sponsored by LifeLock. Hello from CNN. 
I'm Afoma DK with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, November 17th. The House has voted to censure Republican Congressman Paul Gosar. He was censured for posting a Photoshop anime video to his Twitter and Instagram accounts, showing him appearing killed Democrat woman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and attacking President Joe Biden. The resolution both censures Gosar and strips him of his two committee assignments. Earlier today, Gosar spoke on the House floor. I rise today to address and reject the mischaracterization accusations from many in this body that the cartoon from my office is dangerous or threatening. It was not. Here's how House Rep Ocasio-Cortez responded on the House floor today. When we indict with depictions against our colleagues that trickles down into violence in this country. A censure is the most severe form of punishment in the House. Former Trump White House advisor Steve Bannon has pleaded not guilty to contempt of Congress charges. That's according to a notice filed in federal court today. Bannon is expected to go before a federal judge on Thursday during a hearing. The charges came after he failed to testify or turn back to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol insurrection. The so-called QAnon shaman has been sentenced to 41 months in prison for his role in the Capitol riot. Jacob Chansley had his face painted and wore a headdress inside the Senate chamber. The judge said Chansley made himself the face of the riot. Chansley told the judge he felt guilt for breaking the law. One of the three white defendants charged in the death of Ahmaud Arbery took the stand in his own defense today. Trago was the first witness called for the defense. McMichael, his father and a neighbor, chased Arbery, a black man, in their vehicles last year while he was out for a jog in Brunswick, Georgia. They claimed to be conducting a citizen's arrest. McMichael contends he shot Arbery in self-defense as they wrestled over his gun. During McMichael's testimony, the defense played his 911 call, where he said there had been a string of burglaries in his neighborhood and that he saw Arbery in a neighbor's house that was under construction. In house, they've been knowing that that house has been the one that's been breaking in and everything's been stolen, or you know, stuff's been stolen in there. That this is there's a connection to this, and I think that's why. What did you think he might be doing in the house that night? I think he was going back and stealing. If convicted, each defendant could face life in prison without the possibility of parole. Coming up, why users of Apple devices will soon find it easier to get their products repaired. Briefing was brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Get smart with your investing with customizable tools and education designed just for you. At TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. Hey, we're back. Apple will let iPhone users repair their own devices. The company announced a new program Wednesday called Self-Service Repair, which will allow shoppers to buy spare parts for Apple products starting early next year. As part of the program, Apple will also manuals on its website. The program will initially be available for iPhone 12 and iPhone 13 users, but will later expand to Mac computers. This comes amid growing pressure from regulators and consumers for manufacturers to make it easier to fix products. That's all for now. We'll be back at 11 p.m. Eastern time with the latest headlines whenever you want them and wherever you are. Alexa, stop. <clears throat> we do CNN for bringing those five stories here to us here this evening. Also, ladies and gentlemen, the Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful tool 
Of course, in case, as we always say, in case you're not near your computer or smartphone and you need to check on something from everything from <clears throat> details about a job interview or a job interview or helping out with a child's uh, school project, it, Echo Dot can find it, of course, right away and definitely give you a, a big hand with that. Also, of course, if you order anything off of Amazon.com, you can, of course, also uh, keep track, of course, of the order from, of course, uh, from leaving its its origin point to arriving, of course, safely in your home. It will, of course, get, it will, of course, like I said, keep help keep track of it, <clears throat> of course, until you are until, of course, it, it finally does arrive, of course, at your home. The Amazon Echo Dot, of course, a very useful tool and the preferred and the preferred device of the WCW US radio network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and go to 411mania.com and bring you, of course, some other news, of course, making the rounds here of the pop culture scene. Of course, we, as always, the WCW US radio network hereby thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us for, for allowing us to, of course, read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes, also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as Power Hour, WCW US This Morning, as well as some revisit debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And hopefully, of course, we'll be able to utilize on all the, on, on of course, uh, future episodes, of course, of shows that have not been on for a while or brand new ones that we are, of course, hopefully, will be able to bring to you here very, very soon. But 411 Mania, of course, like I said, in addition to pop culture and wrestling stories, they also have stories about music, also games, and also anything about the MMA. So definitely check out 411mania.com, of course, for to keep, keep track of what's going on here on the pop culture and on the pop culture scene. Our first story here coming to us uh, today as Sheesh posted this story as Steve Carell recalls. Uh, Paul Rudd telling him not to take the role on the TV show The Office. In the new book, Welcome to Dunder Mifflin, The Ultimate Oral History of The Office through Mashable, Steve Carell revealed that Paul Rudd warned him for a role on the show The Office was a bad move. I remember before I auditioned, I was talking to Paul Rudd. This was said by Steve Carell. I never seen the original one, and he asked me what I was up to. This was right after uh, the first Anchorman. I told him I was going to audition for the American version of The Office, and he said, "Uh, don't do it. Bad, bad move. I mean, it's never going to be as good like what everybody was saying." Carell went on to be, become a major star for his role as Michael Scott. He went on to become a major hit on NBC after a bumpy start that saw negative comparisons to the British version of the show and disappointing ratings. So our next story here, folks. <clears throat> uh, she's posted this story today as well as Netflix releases a teaser trailer and a release date for the final season of the show Ozark. This has announced that part one of the two part final season of Ozark will be released on January 21st, 2022 and has released a new teaser trailer, which is, of course, on this page. Part one will feature seven episodes, as will part two. Netflix describes the new season with the following synopsis: Marty and Wendy are rid of Helen and climb to the top of Navarro's empire. They find another opportunity to get out of the Ozarks, but some past sins won't stay buried. And the most dangerous come from blood. They also announced three new characters. <clears throat> uh, Javi 
Alessandro, who is played by Alfonso Herrera, who is Navarro's nephew and is tired of playing the obedient lieutenant and looks to seize power for himself. Mel Saddam, played by Adam Rothenberg, a disgraced ex-cop turned P.I., arrives to get Helen's signature on her divorce papers and stumbles into the bird's dirty laundry. The more they lie, the more he digs. Played by Katrina Link, a CEO of a leading bio, biopharmaceutical company, makes a deal with the birds and learns the true cost of power. The trailer, of course, for, for the, this, this season of, of course, Ozark is, a, you can see it right here on this page if you wish to, of course, uh, check that out. Going back, of course, talking about the show The Office. The story came out today, but also from Mashish, as John Krasinski, Krasinski, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his last name, reveals the one scene he refused to do for the for the office. John Krasinski opened up recently about the one scene he refused to do for the office in the new book, Welcome to Dunder Oral History of the Office. This was through the New York Post. Krasinski revealed that the show creators originally wanted Krasinski's Jim to make out with Kathy Sims, who was played by Lindsay Broad, during the season eight episode, After Hours, which featured Jim and Kathy together in a hotel room in Florida. Kathy was Pam Beasley's replacement at the office while Pam was on maternity leave. Krasinski said that he opposed the storyline and took his issues directly to show Greg Daniels. As a long time I remember putting my foot down, I remember saying things I never thought I'd say before, like, I'm not going to shoot it. This was said by Krasinski himself. My feeling is that there is a threshold with which you can push our audience. Of course, he does continue. They are so dedicated. We have shown with such a great respect to them. But there is a moment where if you push them too far, they'll never come back. And I think if you show Jim cheating, they'll never come back. Krasinski ended up getting his way as Jim didn't end up making a cat. Though Daniels defended the decision to add some tension to the Jim and Pam marriage. I feel like that kind of word was in good terms of the fans' engagement. I think they knew what was coming. This was said, of course, by the creator, Greg Daniels, um, said about, of course, let's see, uh, adding, let's see, uh, adding strain to Jim and Pam's marriage. They were very comfortable with the show they were getting, and I needed to worry them that maybe I was going to give them a bad ending, so they were happy. Got a good ending, of course, he added. Jenna Fisher, who played Pam, confirms in the book that she and Krasinski were very particular about the direction of the characters. It's true, John and I would fight hard for what we believed, and we were usually on the same page. This was said by Jenna Fisher herself. This seems to be a very hot book here, talking about The Office, so definitely check it out there, of course. Uh, has some very interesting stories. This story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. As Spider-Man No Way Home trailer unleashes its villains and also pits Sp Spider-Man against Doctor Strange. With just over a month until the arrival of Spider-Man No Way Home, the new trailer has dropped and has a host of big villain reveals, among other things. Sony released the trailer for the new film uh, yesterday, and you can check it out right here, of course, on this page. The trailer reveals that Doctor Strange's spell to make everyone forget Peter's secret identity, carrying people into the multiverse, including Otto Octavius. 
There's some extended footage of Otto talking with the heroes, and Strange tells Peter and his friends to Scooby-Doo this crap. When Strange tells Peter that they all die fighting Spider-Man and other universes, it puts Peter and Strange on a collision course. We then get footage of Sandman, Electro, and Green Goblin as Peter tries to save everyone, and Mary Jane falls in a, in a very familiar scenario. The John Wayne film opens on December 17th in theaters. It does star Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Battalion, John Favreau, Albert Merlina, and Mar Marissa Tomei. It is described, of course, here as follows. For the first time in the cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighborhood hero is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Of course, you can check out the trailer, of course, for this on here as well. <clears throat> if you, excuse me, if, of course, like I said, if you wish to check that out, and like I said, the movie does come out on December 17th, so this does the time, of course, here for the holidays. So you can definitely check that out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday. As a notice sets a viewership record as Netflix's biggest as Netflix's big, biggest opening weekend. Red Notice has proven to be quite the hit for Netflix, scoring big viewership numbers to set the opening weekend record for the service. Netflix has revealed, revealed that the action comedy starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot logged 148.72 million hours viewed since releasing night at midnight. That's a great start for the film, which was acquired by Netflix after initially being acquired by Universal Pictures in a bidding war. The film was acquired by the streamer in July of 2019. Deadline reports that it easily broke Netflix's record for its biggest opening weekend. This was a big swing by the service, but the film reportedly cost $200 million. It has been estimated the film would need to cross the $200 million mark to become a legitimate hit, which the film, film seems quite likely to do now dramatic drop-off. By comparison, the service's biggest hit in terms of viewership hours to date is uh, Bird Box, which logged 282 million hours viewed in its first 28 days. That's followed by Extraction, 231 million, The Irishman, 215 million, The Kissing Booth, 2, 209 million, and Six Underground, 205 million. Netflix recently changed its viewership metrics announcing in this quarter three tall that they would move away from total viewership which counted a view as what as watching at least two minutes of a film to measuring hours watched netflix counts all hours watched by a subscriber account so if you watch an hour and a half of a movie twice that counts as three hours watched hmm. the company <clears throat> is now releasing its top 10 movies watched each week in charts for both english and non-english movies as well for non-English TV shows. Of course, the full top 10 sets are right here on this page with a week running between November the 8th through the 14th. The 14th, I think, was... Uh, I believe it was this past... Yeah, that's right. It was this past Sunday. That's right. The top 10 English films are... <clears throat> let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, red, red, number one, Red Notice, 140.5. Seven hours watched week one. Number two, Love Hard, 
58, 56 million hours watched. This was in the second week. Number three, the harder they fall, 33.06 million hours viewed watched week two. Number four, Army of Thieves, 20.56 million hours watched week three. <clears throat> Number five, Father Christmas is back, 13.78 million hours watched week one. Number six, uh, 7.9 million hours watched week one. Uh, number seven, Army of the Dead, 7.62 million hours watched week three. Number eight, Passing, 7.49 million hours watched week one. Number nine, Transformers, The Last Night, 6.992 million hours watched week two. And number 10, Jumanji, The Next Level, 6.76 million hours watched week one. Top 10 films. Number one, Yara, 17.95 million hours watched in week two. Number seven, number two, Seven Prisoners, 9.69 million hours watched in week one. Number three, The Klaus Family, 4.44 million hours watched week two. Uh, number four, Maniki, 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 let's see, Minakishi Sons de War, 4.41 million hours watched. Number five, The Forgotten Battle, 2.63 million hours watched week five. Number six, Stuck Together, 2.61 million hours watched week four. Number seven, Lords of Scam, 2.12 million hours watched week one. Number eight, Fierce, 1.8 million hours watched week one. Number nine, Derfal Kalini, 1.59 million hours watched week two. Number 10, Dr. Tamil, I believe, yes. One three, I think it was probably directed by someone named Tamil. I think one point four three million hours watched week two. Top ten English TV series. <clears throat> uh, number one, Narcos Mexico season three, fifty point twenty nine million hours watched week two. Number two, Arcane season one, three point thirty one point seventeen million hours watched week one. Number three, You. Season three, three, uh, 33.72 million hours watched week five. Number four, Made Limited Series, 29.48 million hours watched week seven. Number five, Big Mouth Season five, 25.39 million hours watched week two. Number six, Dynasty Season four, 21.02 million hours watched week four. Number seven, Lock and Key Season two, 18.77 million hours watched week four. Number eight, Narcos Mexico season one, 15.57 million hours watched week one. Number nine, U, 15.52 million hours watched week four. And number 10, U, season one, 14.57 million hours watched week five. And I believe your top 10, not top 10 English films. Number one, Squid Game season one, 42.79 million hours watched week nine. Number not number two, the Keys, King's Affection, uh, season one, 14.12 million hours watched week four. Number three, Town season one, 13.82 million hours watched week 11. Number four, Carne, Carina de Año, season one, 13.66 million hours watched week six. Number five, My Name, season one, 10.82 million hours watched week five. Number six, where is Marta? Limited series, 8.64 million hours watched week one. Number seven, the five Wana season one, 8.49 8, 8. hours watched week six. 
Number eight, the club part one, 7.89 million hours watched week one. Number nine, <clears throat> Yo Soy Betty La Fe, season one, 7.65 million hours watched week five. And number 10, Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaba, Tanjiro Kamado, Unwavering Resolve Arc, 6.06 million hours watched week two. Our next story here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as a remake of Pumpkinhead is reportedly in the works. The 1988 creature feature classic Pumpkinhead is getting a remake, according to a new report. According to Bloody Disgusting, the report that picture in a remake of the Stan Winston directed film. The site reports that a script is completed with production wrapping up on the film. The original film starred Lance Hedrickson as a father who conjures up a monster, also known as Pumpkinhead, to kill the people who killed his young son. It was not a huge financial hit in theaters, but became a cult favorite, and three sequels also followed. So for those of you, for those of you big horror fans out there, uh, we'll, when we get more updates about this, we will be in the know about it. But it looks like, of course, the movie has not been out in almost... Excuse me. It hasn't been out, of course, like I said, in... in Looks like almost 20, 30 years is going to possibly be coming back. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as Dexter New Blood scores strong ratings start with the debut episode. Dexter New Blood looks to be a hit for Showtime scoring ratings in this debut episode. The revival series, which premiered on November 7th, has scored 2.2 million since its premiere per deadline. Per, of course, the site deadline, but that puts it on track to become the network's most watched series on over-the-top platforms, according to Showtime. The show drew a 0.2 rating in the 1849 demographic and 678,000 viewers in its uh, live and same-day ratings. Though it's important to note that as a premium cable network, it doesn't ads. Showtime relies more on overall viewership than ad-supported, of course, uh, for example, basic cable and broadcast networks. The 10-episode series stars Michael C. Hall reprising his role as the killer Dexter alongside Julia Jones, Alano Miller, Johnny Sequoia, Jack Alcott, and Clancy Brown, with Jennifer Carpenter and John Lithgow reprising their roles as, of course, uh, as Deborah Morgan, a killer in some capacity. Original series showrunner Clyde Phillips, who steered the show for its first four seasons, is is back in that capacity for the revival. For those of you who are fans of the show Dexter, it's of course doing pretty darn good. So definitely, like I said, keep uh, definitely, of course, uh, definitely, of course, keep definitely, of course, uh, take a gander, of course, at that here. <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, we'll, I will, of course, let you know, ladies and gentlemen, our next story here does deal with something we just now mentioned, and that is the trailer, of course, being released for the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, which we said will come out on December the 17th. So we won't really need to go into, of course, the story. This, this particular one was posted on Monday, so I won't really need to go into, of course, that much more about that. Our next story here, folks, your comment was put on Monday as well. 
as Mel Gibson is set to direct Lethal Weapon 5. Lethal Weapon 5 is moving ahead once again with Mel Gibson set to direct. THR reports that Gibson will helm the film, which was in development before original franchise director Richard Donner passed away back in July. The film is expected to be the last entry in the franchise and was put on hold after Donner, who directed all four previous films, uh, passed away. Richard Wink from Equal Eye wrote the latest draft of the script, which has been in the works for years. The site reports that Donner's wife, Lauren Schuler Donner, a producer in her own right who produced all the Fox films in the X-Men franchise, including Deadpool, blessed and may have even instigated the shift to, to Gibson as director. Gibson noted during an experience with event in London on Sunday, they was taken on the film saying that Donner was developing the screenplay and he got pretty far along and he one day, listen, kid, if I kick the bucket, you will, you will do it. And I said, shut up. He did indeed pass away, but he did ask me to do it. And at the time I didn't say anything. He said it to his wife and to the studio and the producer. So I will be directing the fifth movie. Currently, as of right now, there is no, release date set for the fifth installment but of course like i said it will be of course it would be of course really cool to see one of the stars of the lethal weapon franchise of course uh take the helm of this of this of course this legendary of this of, of this of, of of course the fifth installment and might be the last installment of this legendary franchise And Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday here as well as Paramount Plus releases the first trailer for a series based on the Halo. The Halo TV series almost here at last with Paramount Plus releasing the first teaser for the video game adaptation during Xbox's 20th anniversary celebration on Monday. The streaming service revealed that revealed the first teaser for an anticipated series, which is based on the Xbox franchise. Halo is set to premiere on Paramount Plus in 2022 and star, stars Pablo Schreiber as the Master Chief Spartan 117. as Dr. Halsey, the brilliant, conflicted, and inscrutable creator of the Spartan Super Soldiers, and Jen Taylor as Cortana, the most advanced AI in human history and potentially the key to the survival of the human race. The rest of the cast is filled out with Bokeem Woodbine, Shabana Azimi, Natasha Kolzak, Olive Gray, Yuren Ha, Bentley Kalu, Kate Kennedy, Charlie Murphy, and Dana Pine. The show is described, is described, of course, here as follows. Dramatized in an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant, Halo the series will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action and adventure and a richly imagined vision of, of course, the future. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, there is a teaser, of course, for this new series, of course, on here, if you wish to check it out, courtesy of Paramount. And, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with some of your pop culture news, of course, uh, <clears throat> some of your pop culture news, of course, courtesy of 411 Mania. We will return there here, here in a little while to bring you, of course, uh, some wrestling news tidbits of course, <clears throat> here in just a few moments. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and give you this one more time. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 
seven. This is episode 280 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw here coming at you, as always, from the WCWUS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. <clears throat> and of course, the rest of our panel, way too tough to handle, I'm sure, is getting themselves prepared for what should be a very unique and interesting episode tonight of AEW Dynamite, of course, as, all, as of course, they'll be coming off the heels of what happened this past Saturday, of course, at Full Gear. And speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, we will continue our discussion about, <clears throat> about of course, uh, Full Gear tonight um, on, on episode 1069 of Revolution, 138055-pound coming up at 9 o'clock, in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays. Also, of course, our thoughts and opinions about what happened last night on NXT. And also, of course, we'll get you some results in the episode of Dynamite tonight is going to look like. But also, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, finish out our discussion here by talking about the title matches. Let's uh, <clears throat> say we the only matches we had left, of course, obviously, was the world title match, the women's title match, the uh, tag team title match, the Eliminator Tournament Final, and the big Minneapolis uh, uh, street fight. So, <clears throat> so like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it was a big time, uh, big night here, of course, discussion. Be sure to join myself and the rest of the panel. Way too tough to handle. Of course, coming up here tonight at 9 o'clock for episode 1069 of Revolution. We will also, of course, give you an update on, of course, to sit on, on the five matches that were made, of course, for the from the uh, full gear prediction title challenge. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the AEWS World Tag Team title match currently going on, of course, with John just defending against the team of JD and Mitt. So be sure to, of course, check that out here. <clears throat> also, as well, on episode 1069, of course, of Revolution. Oh, yeah, one more quick thing. Of course, we will, of course, talk again some more thoughts and opinions about all, everything, of course, having to do with Survivor Series as we will be on the heels of Survivor Series, of course, coming up here on Sunday. Uh, we will, of course, do some uh, thoughts about moments and matches and stuff from Survivor Series of the past. Coming up here, uh, coming, coming up here of course, here uh, tonight at 9 o'clock, of course, right here, all part of the radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us now go ahead and proceed directly to... <clears throat> <coughs> Let's go ahead and proceed directly to uh, our pop culture history and birthday reports here, of course, for this evening. Of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, it will be, of course, general culture uh, history. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you in some, uh, some, like I said, some birthdays, of course, of famous people, of course, not, not just in general, but of course, um, movies, television, music, and also sports. So we will, uh, of course, bring everything that we do have on record here. So be sure to listen. Of course, might find a lot of this very, very interesting, of course, here indeed. And here it is for November the 17th. On the stage, 1558, the first, who was age 25, ascends the English throne upon the death of her half-sister, Queen Bloody Mary. On the stage, 1800, Congress holds its first session in Washington, D.C. in an incomplete Capitol building. On the state 1831, Ecuador and Venezuela were separated from Greater Colombia. On the state 1855, David Livingston becomes the first European to see Victoria Falls 
in what is now Zion, Zimbabwe. On say in 1869, the Suez Canal in Egypt opens, linking the Mediterranean and the Red Seas. On say in 1922, the last Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, Mohammed VI, is expelled to Malta on a British warship. And on say in 19, 1970, Douglas Engelbart receives a patent for the first computer mouse. Okay. Today in movies and one moment from movies and television today. On a stage in 1933, the Marx Brothers film entitled Duck Soup, directed by Leo McCary and starring all of the Marx Brothers, is released in the United States. On a stage in 2003 in music history, Britney Spears, who was at the time 21 years old, becomes the youngest singer to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And today in sports history, on a stage in 2013, German Red Bull driver Sebastian Vettel wins record eight consecutive one race victory in the United Prix at the Circuit of the Americas. I want to say in 1888, uh, Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky conducts the premiere. Tchaikovsky conducts the premiere of his Fifth Symphony at the Marlinsky Theater in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we can do about getting you some. About getting you, of course, some uh, some some uh, work for indeed. Uh, we do have some, of course, on tap. We can go ahead and bring you. Um, this one, I'm just going to say, uh, obviously today would be, would have been the 2012th birthday of, I believe he was a Greek god, Vespasian. Uh, he passed away, I believe, in 79 AD. Uh, sorry about that, not unless... Just one second here, folks, while I, of course, pull this up here. Uh, let's see. Nope. Okay, let's see. Did that been... The 266th birthday of Louis the see, Louis the 18th. He passed away in 1824. Today would have been the 134th birthday of Bernard Montgomery. He sadly passed away in 1976. Uh, today when the 77th birthday of baseball great Tom Seaver. He sadly passed away just last year. And also today, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of folks who are still, are still of course, with us. Happy 79th birthday to legendary um, movie director Martin Scorsese. And happy 77th birthday to legendary actor, of course, best, of course, best known for, for a while, you know, of course, being on the TV show Taxi back in the 70s. Also, of course, it's also... It's it's all in Philadelphia, but of course, in a bunch of big time movies, including Throw Mama from the Train, Ruthless People, um, Twins. Uh, also, he was the Penguin in Batman Returns. I'm talking about Danny DeVito. Today, we wish him a very happy 77th birthday. So, happy birthday to all of those right here. And we have some very unique, of course, birthdays, of course, coming up here tomorrow. We will, of course, get those here too. 
On the state in 1973, President Richard Nixon press. People have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. And for that, that would become, of course, a popular thing to say, of course, and even even today. So, some weddings to talk about here on this day, 1749, founding founding father of the United States, uh, Roger Sherman, who was 28 at the time, marries his first wife, Elizabeth Hartwell, in Massachusetts. On 1913, uh, comedian Oliver Hardy of Laurel and Hardy, who was 21 at the time, marries pianist Madeline Solution in Macon, Georgia. They were divorced in 1921. And on stage in 1934, uh, future President Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson marries Claudia Alta Taylor. One divorce to speak of, of course, on the state in 1995, retired Major League Baseball player Johnny Bench, who was 47 at the time, is Laura uh, Kwiatkowski after nearly eight years of marriage. Some famous passings here. Gregory of Tours passed away on the state in 594 AD. Calico Jack passed away on the state in 1720. Thomas Pelham Hollis, Halls passed away on the state in 1768. Auguste Rodin passed away on the state in 1917. Robert Hopstadt paid in 1990. And Adrian Quist passed away on this date in 1991. And of course, some very interesting birthdays, of course, to speak of, of course, here uh, uh, tomorrow as well. On this, okay, we mentioned this on say 1558s. We say Queen Mary the first, the first woman to rule England in her own right, lost respect and was called Bloody Mary by burning uh, hundreds of religious at the stake. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did, we did, of course, say. Um, we did say on this date, of course, like I said, she, of course, Queen Mary did pass away. And, of course, her her half, her half-sister, Elizabeth I, was crowned the new, uh, the new, of course, Queen of England, I believe. So, yes. Now we go to your movies and television history and birthdays here. As we said, on this day, 1933, Duck Soup, of course, from the Marx Brothers, directed by Leo McCary. It did star all of the Marx Brothers, and, of course, it was released here in the United States. On this date, 1947, the U.S. Screen Actors Guild implements an anti-communist loyalty oath. On this date, 1957, WBOY-TV Channel 12 in Clarksburg, West Virginia, started as an NBC affiliate, now it's an ABC, affi- an ABC affiliate, begins its broadcasting. On this date, 19- KAII-TV Channel 7 in Wiley- Wiley- Luku, Hawaii, an NBC affiliate, begins their broadcasting. On this date in 1968, KHNE TV Channel 29 in Hastings, I believe that is uh, Hastings, Nebraska, a, uh, <clears throat> a PBS affiliate begins their broadcasting. On this date in 1968, Heidi Game, uh, NBC cuts, of course, uh, the Heidi, as it's called, the Heidi Game. NBC cuts to the show Heidi and misses the Raiders' rally to beat the Jets 43-32. to On a day in 1970, Elton John performed a live studio concert broadcast for WABC in New York City, later released as his 11-17-70 album. And on this date, 
1977, the Miss, Miss World Contest as, as, Miss U, as Miss UK wears a $9,500 platinum bikini. All I got to say is, wow. Uh, some birthdays here. We did, of course, mention Martin Scorsese today is 79. Danny DeVito is 77. Uh, producer and creator of uh, Saturday Night Live, Lauren Michaels, today turns 77. And RuPaul today turns 61. So happy birthday. Some notable passings, of course, here in TV. Movies and television. I want to say 1957, Cora Witherspoon, who was an actress best known for Quality Street and... <clears throat> And the Bank Dick, that was the name of the movie, passed away at the age of 67. On his day in 1970, Naughton Wayne, who was an actor of Welsh descent, known for the movies Quartet, Hidden Room, and Double Confession, passed away at the age of 69. 1971, on this date, Glass Cooper, who was an actress who did Margaret, who had played Margaret on The Rogues, passed away at the age of 83. And on his day in 1974, Clive Brooke, an actor and director of British descent who did list of, of Adrian Messenger and on approval passed away at the age of 87. As we said, some weddings here in 1930, 1913, I'm sorry, Oliver Hardy, Mary's pianist, man, Solution in Macon, Georgia. They would divorce eight years later, 1921. I want to say 2008, Heartthrob finalist from Top Chef's second season, Sam Talbot, who was 30 at the time, marries Colombian model and T-shirt designer Paola Guerrero, Paola Guerrero, in a secret wedding ceremony at City Hall in New York City. On a say in 2012, award-winning Chinese actress Chin Yao, who was 33 at the time, marries photographer Yu Cao in Queenstown, New Zealand. Okay, <laughs> let's now go to your uh, music history and birthdays, of course, right here. Uh, on this date in 1839, uh, Giuseppe Verdi's opera, uh, Alberte Conte D, premieres in Milan. On this date in 1842, the opera called Linda di Chamon by Gaetano Donizetti is produced in London. On his day in 1866, the opera called Mignon by Ambroise Thomas premiered at the, premiered at the Opera Comique in Paris, France. On his day in 1976, Tchaikovsky's patriotic Slavonic March makes its premiere in Moscow to a warm reception. On his day in 1888, Tchaikovsky conducts the premiere of his Fifth Symphony at the Marlinsky Theater in St. Petersburg. On his day in 1930, the musical called Sweet and Low with Fanny Bryce premieres in New York City. On his day in 1939, Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein's The Second's Very Warm for May premieres in New York City. And on his day in 1941, Virgil Thompson's Second Symphony premieres. As we said, of course, today, happy 61st birthday to RuPaul, and happy 83rd birthday to legendary singer Gordon Lightfoot. On his day uh, some passings here at 1648, Thomas Ford, who is com a composer and lutenist to the royal court. Of course, of the English descent, uh, passed away. We don't know how old he was. He was born, however, in 1580. Uh, would probably be, I don't know, somewhere in his late 50s, 60, somewhere in his 50s or 60s, I believe. So, 
On his date in 1770, Gian Francisco de Majo, a composer of Italian descent, passed away at the age of 38. In 1826, <coughs> Luis Reichart, a German composer, passed away at the age of 47. On his date in 1856, William, William Nevitt, a singer and composer of British descent, passed away at the age of 77. As we said on his date in 1913, said Oliver Hardy, Mary's, of course, a pianist, Madeline Solution in Macon, Georgia. As I said, they were divorced in 1921. And I want to say uh, country singer Blake Shelton, who was 27 at the time, Mary's Kenette Williams in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They would divorce, however, only three years later in 2006. On this date, of course, in sports history, here we go. 1869, Englishman James Moore wins his first bicycle riding 13,000 miles, 13,000 13, Paris to Rouen. <clears throat> was that 1883? Uh, British Open men's golf at Musselburg Links. Willie, Willie Fernie beats defending champion Bob Ferguson, one up in 36 hole playoff. On this day in 1884, cops arrest boxer John L. Sullivan in the second round being cruel. On this day in 1900, the fifth Iron Bowl, Auburn beats Alabama 53-5 to in Montgomery. 1906, the 11th Iron Bowl, Alabama beats Auburn 10-0 in Birmingham. On this day in 1926, NHL Chicago Blackhawks play their first game as they beat the Toronto St. Pat's four to one. On his day, nineteen forty, the Green Bay Packers become the first NFL team to travel by plane. In nineteen fifty three, the St. Louis Browns officially become the Baltimore Baseball Club Inc. And like we said, of course, ladies and gentlemen, today we wish we we of course, like I said, uh, today would have been. That's right. Today would have been the 77th birthday of Tom Seaver. He sadly passed away, of course, just last year. And <coughs> and uh, Elvin Hayes, he is a legendary, I think, a legendary basketball player. I think, I'm not sure. But anyway, today he turns 76. And one passing, of course, here in sports, Adrian Quist, a legendary tennis player, passed away in 1991. And one divorce, as we said, 1995, retired Major League Baseball player Johnny Bench, who was 47 at the time. As we said, divorces Laura Kwinowski after nearly eight years of marriage. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your pop culture history and birthday here, here history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, point out, point this out that I'm sure John and Justin We'll both be looking at this page, or we'll be looking at a couple other little things, and we'll, of course, announce some more stuff here tonight on episode 1069 of WCWS Revolution. Now, ladies and gentlemen, speak, of course, Revolution, to get you all pumped up and ready for tonight's edition of Revolution. We have four wrestling stories here we wanted to bring here to you uh, just to get you ready for that. Of course, we'll be coming up here in, in about about a little more than an hour and a half. So uh, let's go ahead and bring you the first wrestling tidbit here. 
<clears throat> okay, I hope we can get that up here. I think we are. Um, give us just a second here. Okay, uh, okay, here we go. Joseph Leaper here today. As Chris Jericho reveals that he lost money on the first Rockin' Wrestling Rager at Sea cruise. Hmm. Okay. In the latest episode of Talk is Jericho, of course, Fightful revealed that he actually lost six figures on his first cruise, of course, to Rockin' Wrestling Rager at Sea. He also noted that he wanted NXT to be a part of it when he first came up with the idea in 2015, but WWE passed on the idea. Here, of course, are some highlights. On losing money on the first cruise, Jericho says, huge success from a critic standpoint, huge failure from a financial standpoint. <clears throat> I lost a lot of money, six figures, but you're building your, your business. Right? When you build something, you have to be prepared to spend money to make money. That's what we did. I lost a lot of money, and we put hours and hours of work into it, and I did something I said I would never do, which is become a promoter. I'm in charge of booking all the talent and paying the talent, especially the first cruise, I paid all the talent. It's not easy to be easy because everyone wants to get, of course, a great payoff. And I also want everyone to get a great payoff. I'm also going over what my budget is. The second cruise, initial deal was reconfigured to where I recouped recoup my loss and made money on top of that. I wanted to take dynamite on the cruise this year. Jericho says, we never know what we're going to get with AEW until we're close to the cruise. The crazy thing is with this one was that in August or July, TNT told us Dynamite would be preempted and moved to, to a Saturday. Originally, we thought it was go, it was great because we could do Dynamite live from the sea because that was our plan originally. First one was taped. Second, we were thinking how, how we could do it live, being, a, being in port to Grand Bahamas. And it turned out the AW decided to go in a different direction and doing it live just wasn't as feasible as we thought. When Dynamite got moved to Saturday, it meant it meant it would conflict, of course, with the crews. On getting Will Osprey, Jericho says, "We had some people, and and I, we had some people, and I got the idea for Osprey because Minoru Suzuki was in AEW, and I thought, how long is he in the states for? I looked it up to see he had a couple shows in the states during the cruise weekend. But Osprey was also in the states, and he wasn't working that weekend." So I called Will and asked him if he wanted to go. He said, what do you want me to do? I said, just be there. So, so like I said, I mean, we've heard some cool things, of course, obviously about the, uh, about the, uh, about, about this cruise that Jericho does, but had no idea, of course, of the backstory behind it. Interesting indeed. Joseph Lee posted this story here today as Ring of Honor confirms a world title match for their final battle event. Ring of Honor has now confirmed that Bandito will defend the Ring of Honor with Jonathan Gresham at final battle on December 11th. After his huge win over Brody at Honor for All, 
Jonathan Gresham has moved into the number one spot in the ROH World Title Rankings and will challenge champion Bandito in the main event at Final Battle the 11th in Baltimore. Bandito and Gresham have been in the ring together several times, but this will be the first ever one-on-one meeting between the sensational luchador and outstanding technician. Gresham dominated the pure division after leading the charge to resurrect it last year. He won the pure title tournament and held the championship for a year before losing it to Josh Woods at death before dishonor two, month, two months ago. Gresham subsequently announced that he was leaving the pure division and sent his sights on the ultimate ROH world title. The octopus wasted no time in proving that he belonged in the ROH world title division by defeating the monstrous king who had rarely been pinned during his three years in Ring of Honor and had victories over former Ring of Honor World Champion Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle, former Ring of Honor TV Champion Shane Taylor. Bandita reached the pinnacle when he defeated the nearly un- undefeatable Rush for the ROH World title at Best in the World back in July. The most wanted fighting champion making successful title defenses against Brody King, EC3, and Demonic Flamita in a four-corner survival match from a Ring of Honor World Champion Matt Taven, as well as Flip Gordon and Alex Zane. Will Gresham fulfill what he believes is his destiny, or will Bandito continue to reign supreme? Join us live in Baltimore on pay-per-view or streaming for Honor Club to find out. Ring of Honor presents Final Battle, End of an Era pay-per-view, Saturday, December 11th, time Eastern. Of course, <coughs> uh, Chesapeake Employers Assurance Arena, which was formerly known as the UMBC Event Center, 1000 Hilltop Circle in Baltimore, Maryland. Already signed, of course, as we said, an ROH World Title match. Bandito defends against Jonathan Gresham and World Tag Team ROH World Tag Title match. Champions, the OGK, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett taking on the Briscoes. And also a grudge match, Shane Taylor versus Kenny. So I'll be a good one there, of course, here indeed. Joseph Lee has some WWE news here today as Big E and other stars attend an NBA game. Also, NXT 2.0 highlights and this week's episode, of course, of The Bump. Several WWE stars were in attendance at last night's NBA game between the Brooklyn Nets and Golden State Warriors. That included Big E, Bianca Belair, the Street Profits, and Becky Lynch. There are photos of the wrestlers at the game, of course, right here on this page. Rollins reacted to Big E and Lynch together by referencing a chess game. Uh, <clears throat> Twitter user Stephanie Hypes at Stephanie H-Y-P-E-Z posted on Twitter today, Raw champions Big E and Becky Lynch are at the Warriors versus Nets game. Seth, Seth Rollins actually also posted a, a picture on his Twitter at, at WWE Rollins. Bianca Belair posted on her Twitter account at Bianca Belair WWE. She says, Warriors versus Nets game tonight before hashtag Survivor Series this weekend. Hashtag WWE Raw. Hashtag EST of WWE. Of course, there are also some highlights on here from last night's episode, of course, of NXT 2.0. There was a lot. There's, of course, a lot of uh, 
Falando. Bem, bem.